0: I said you can sit down, because I'm actually going to make you stand back up. Uh, Ryan, can I get to the next slide, please? Is that possible, or do you need the mouse? There you go. That should. Okay, thank you. All right, everybody stand back up. We're going to play a quick game. Um, All right, everyone's standing. All right, everyone's standing. Everyone's up. All right, we're going to play a quick game. We're going to ask a series of questions. Once you can't answer the question, sit down. Okay, so this isn't to shame anybody. It's not an IQ test or anything like that. Um, but you don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to say the answer out loud. But once, once you don't know, just sit down. Okay, I'll play. I'll get a stool. Um, first question. What is your mom and or dad's name? Okay, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll help you. Matt. <laughs> uh, next question. So, your parents. Next question. Oh, I missed a question. What is your name? That's question one. Question two, what are your parents' names? Either one or the other. Question three, what is their mom or dad's name? So, we're at right, your grandparents now. For me, we'll go Bill and Pat. That's the names of my grandparents. Um, Let's see. Question, I think, four. What are, what are their parents' names? So, your grandparents' parents. Your great-grandparents. I got a few. Oh, wait. Oh, great-grandparents? You know, your great-grandparents, oh, yeah. yeah, I was thinking too far ahead. I, I think I know when you're going to sit down, though. All right. <laughs> Question number five. What are your great-grandparents' parents' named? That is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what, what, are they, what are your great-grandparents' parents' names? John and Lena? John and Lena. Awesome. Congrats. You win. Congrats. (laughs) Good. So it seems like most people knew their own name, their parents' name, and their grandparents' name. From there, it got a little bit uh, accelerated on on how fast we had to sit down there. Um, So if you ever think about your legacy or how long your legacy exists or how long anything you do remains relevant... Um, if you've ever thought about that, uh, statistically, from this game, uh, it's, it's not a long time. Maybe, maybe a few hundred years. Um, but there's an Egyptian belief that you die twice. It's also in a Macklemore song. It says, the day you take your last breath and the last time somebody says your name. So the Egyptian belief is that your, your, your body dies and then your spirit dies the last day that somebody says your name. And then, and then after that, you're just gone. Uh, obviously, we don't believe that, just for the record. Um, but it's obviously not true. But it's something to think about. And how long do you have before you've been here and been gone? Like, based on, based on what we just discovered, I didn't actually do the math, but, what, 150 years seems realistic to me, um, to the point where, like, my kids' kids' kids aren't going to know who I am. They're not going to know what I look like. They're not going to know anything that I ever did um so 150 years maybe maybe less maybe a little bit more but we'll say in around that that area and and how long do you get on earth again maybe a hundred years from the day you were born I doubt any of us are going to be alive in a hundred years from now though if you if you are come find me that'd be incredible um I I won't be (laughs) but uh May, so, so but maybe 150 years. Anyway, my wife got this diffuser this week, and uh, it does a few things. Three things, actually. Does anyone know what those three things are? Uh, it, li- it lights up, yeah. Isn't it? It's pretty cool. Um, it does light up. It diffuses oils. It does. It, it makes this happen. Um, looks like a steam locomotive. Uh, a steam locomotive? Mm-hmm. Okay, it does four things. <laughs> One of them being it looks like a steam locomotive. No, so it, it lights up, it makes this uh, vapor, and it, it smells good. I only put water in right now, so it doesn't smell that good. But Typically, you put essential oils in it, and it makes the room smell good. You can also do this, which is really cool. Um, So, it does those things. And the last, the last thing that it does, uh, five things, including the steam locomotive, is that it re- <laughs> it's a reminder of the frailty of life. That's a pretty depressing thing for a diffuser to do. But it does, and I'll, and I'll talk about it here in a second. We'll pray, and then we'll open to James chapter 4. Dear God, thanks for your word, and just that uh, we can get your truth out of it. And that you can speak to us through your word. I pray that your spirit's here moving, um, just teaching and and, uh, helping us to learn. Um, Thank you for uh, the time that we have here tonight. And just let us use it um, for your glory. Thank you. Amen. James 4, starting at verse 13. The uh, title of it is Boasting About Tomorrow. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. So this this asks a question and then it answers it. It says, What is your life? What is your life? And then it immediately answers. It, it says, for you, for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. A mist. That's it. This is your life right here. A mist. You're here for a little bit, and then you vanish. Here for a little bit, vanish. That's all you do. This is what you do, and then it's over. That's your life. It's kind of discouraging, Uh, and I think that's the point. James was trying to, he he was always a straight shooter, uh, or maybe not always, but he is in the Bible, certainly, Uh, and he wasn't afraid to step on toes. And he um, is recognizing people's arrogance and bringing them back to a reality. You think you got all this power and your big stuff, making big moves, and you think you're in control of your own future, your own success? Ha! You're a mist! You're nothing. You're a vapor. You're about to be nothing. Your future is in the hands of the Lord, not your own plans. In my opinion, nothing taught us uh, this lesson better than COVID 19. And uh, I had a lot of plans for 2020. It was going to be an awesome year. It was going to be a really big year. I think it was, um, I think that was the 25th year of my life. And I had like all these big quarter century like plans that I had made. Um, Yeah, it was going to be a really big year according to my plans, according to what I thought was going to happen. Very first plan I had that got canceled due to COVID was actually a volleyball tournament for work. Uh, It was in March of 2020. I was so excited for it, and like the the whole time leading up to it, everyone was emailing like, "Are we still doing this? Are we still?" And I was like, "Hey, as long as this is happening, I'm gonna be there. Like, I don't care." Uh, And then the day before it happened, it got shut down. Uh, I thought I was gonna go to Canada for vacation. I had plans to go to Canada for vacation. I had an Airbnb to go to Canada for vacation. Shut down. It was canceled. I thought I was gonna have like, you know. A stable job in the year 2020 maybe i wouldn't have said that but i i would have thought that no that that's not what happened in 2020 worldwide pandemic taught us to hold on to our plans loosely hold on to things with a very humble grip and ready to be pivot if the lord decides to change our plans is it bad to plan of course not. I think, I think you should plan and be prepared for things, but know that everything you have planned and prepared, they're, they're resting on the contingency of the Lord's will. Failure to recognize that is arrogance, according to James. He says, As it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. He says to when you're when you're making plans, when you're making goals, to put the put the filter on it of if the Lord wills, if the Lord allows this to happen, this is this is what we're going to do. Um. Now, uh, like I said, James is known to be a little blunt in his writings, but this uh, whole idea of of a short, vulnerable lifespan isn't um, just specific to James. Psalm 144, 4, 144, verse 4, says, Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. That's even worse. Like a breath. Whew. Done. Like a passing shadow. It's there, then it isn't. First uh, Peter one twenty four says, For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. That sounds nice, right? The grass withers and the flower fails. F- falls. The flower falls. Sorry. So what's it saying? You're going you're gonna to come to life, flower, and then you're going to die. In short, we're all going to die, like, pretty soon. Like, it's discouraging... But as the message as the message said like we're born we get a job maybe we have a family and we die. That's it. That's our life. We're all going to die very soon. We're most likely going to be forgotten very soon. Um and like if I walked away right now, that, that probably wouldn't be a very good message. I don't know, maybe it would be. <laughs> but as I was sitting there thinking about this, I'm like, can I really just talk about that and like, and that, and that's it? Like, I, I don't want to. I didn't want to. And as I was sitting there, I saw something out of the side of my eye, and there was a candle. There was a candle there, which I feel like is the perfect contrast of a vapor, something that is alive from here, and then I can see it down to, uh, I saw it right there, and then it's over. Whereas this candle, it's like, you know, you think of an eternal flame, something that just keeps going, it can be passed on, it can spread, it, it's powerful. It lasts a very long time. Two different things, and yet so much of our life is this vapor. How do we be like this flame? Um, so I, I want to talk about that. Um, sorry, I went off notes. Um, so we want, to, we want to think of our life as a flame, Right? And what do we have to do for that to happen? Like, how do we move from this mist, from the vapor, into the fire? Like, how do we make this us? Uh, Tom Brady. Everyone know Tom Brady? Because I, well, not like personally, but he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, he's won a lot of Super Bowls. And in an interview after winning the Super Bowl, he was quoted saying, there's got to be more than this. So, Tom Brady, getting everything he wants, you know what what he strives for, his whole entire life, gets it, and his reaction is: "There's got to be more than this, right?" He got what he wanted and realized this was it. You see anything in there? No, it's gone. It's a vapor, and that's what winning the Super Bowl was. Uh, Justin Bieber. Everyone know who Justin Bieber is. Is uh, this Canadian guy saying? Sometimes uh, he made a large write-up on Instagram a few years ago, talking about how he had everything that he wanted. Anything he wanted was given to him: millions of dollars, people to do everything for him, fans. He was one of the most loved people in the world. He also said he was one of the most hated people, and he still had to turn to drugs to pull himself out of the lows that he was experiencing. he He thought he was getting everything that he wanted, everything that he sought after, he got it. He received it, it was given to him. Yet everything that he sought after, everything that he wanted, was just a mist. It was just this vapor He could grab onto it and there'd be nothing there. It still left him low, still left him in the shadows, still just. There, there wasn't anything there. Matthew five fourteen says, "'You are the light of the world. "'A city set set on a hill cannot be hidden. "'Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, "'but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. "'In the same way, let your light shine before others, "'so that they may see your good works "'and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.'" So all Christians have a light inside of them, right? And where where does that light come from? Well, when Jesus was on earth, he called himself the light of the world. And now now he's not here. And we take over that role. With the Holy Spirit in us, we are the light of the world. That light doesn't come from, from our own thoughts, our own actions, or anything like that. Light comes from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit in us. We have that power in us. We have the light in us, this flame. So, what's that mean? If you want to make flame investments, you have to do things that are going to have an eternal impact. If you want to do things that have an eternal impact, you have to do things for the kingdom of heaven, for for God. What might that look like? Well, it might look like loving people might look like sharing the gospel. I was at a conference, and uh it was a really good speaker, and he was talking about sharing the gospel. And He was saying that he described sharing the gospel like this. A long, long time ago, there was somebody that heard the gospel and told somebody else the gospel, and that person told somebody else the gospel, that person, some- told, somebody gospel. That person told somebody else the gospel, that person told somebody else the gospel, that person told somebody else the gospel, and that person told you. To progress the gospel to progress the gospel for eternity, you have to tell somebody. You have to open your mouth. He said there's a saying that's something like, um, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. How are you going to preach the gospel without using words? You You can show love. That's great. Yeah, you have to. Show love. You can be kind to people. You can do all sorts of things, but at some point, You're going to have to open your mouth and share the gospel. Tell somebody the gospel. And that is a flame investment. That's something that you'll get to have with you for all of eternity. Do you want to live your life as a vapor? Or do you want to live your life as a flame? When you're right here, right there, I'm guessing you're going to wish that you really lived life as a flame. Because you're going to realize that this whole thing, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter at all. Like I said, you're born, you go to school for 20 years, get a job. Look, we're already on the way down have a family, retire, die. And what good is that? Not, not really good. So, make eternal investments. Work for the kingdom of heaven so that, so that others can share the eternity with you. Um... In a second, we'll we'll split up into small groups of three or four. And I have two questions. What are two ways that you're going to invest in eternity this week? So two ways that you're going to make a flame move. And what are two ways that you're going to cut out vapor this week? So you, you don't even have to make more time in your schedule is what are two things that you're going to take away from here, things that in 150 years aren't going to matter at all, and how are you going to make those into kingdom-minded investments? In 150 years, 300 years, a billion years, for all of eternity, something you're going to be glad that you did. Two things. And then you can pray for each other. Let's pray. Dear God, thanks for your word, and just thank you for... um, just your truth, no matter how harsh it might be and how much it calls out our own arrogance and our own pride, I pray that we would live more and more for you and less for this world. It's so natural for us to want to live for live for our flesh and live for the world, but put it in our heart, put it on our heart to be making moves for you and doing things that are going to have eternal consequences and a, and a fallout that lasts for ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Help us to open our mouth and share your truth, share your gospel. Let the world hear it. Just be moving in our lives. Thank you. Amen. All right. You guys can split up. Small groups, three or four, please. Thank you.